This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Hello, kia ora koutou and welcome along to the New Zealand Charity Podcast, the show that helps you to make better contributions to the charitable organisation you serve. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and today we're joined by Erin Anderson-Scott, and we're going to be talking about her startup journey in charity. Erin, welcome along. Thanks so much for having me. How are you today? Good, thank you. It's been a great day. Now... We were talking off here about how you've measured success. Can you talk to us a little bit about your learnings mm-hmm. of what you used to think sustainability needed or financial sustainability in a charitable sector mm-hmm. meant and what it means to you now? Yeah, definitely. So I think I do have a very business mindset and so coming into this project, you know, I was constantly thinking about financial stability and how I could turn this concept into ideally what I would like to be a social enterprise. And I, I definitely will be, it's not what I think now, but it is at the time I had thought everything needs to have a business case to it. And I've kind of come to realise that there's some problems in the world or there's, there's currently some issues that are happening that need solving. And yes, you need finances to do that. But does that mean that those problems have a financial model is kind of something that needs to be explored. Yeah. So, you know, look at, looking at those charities and, and a number of charities that do extremely great work but are struggling with their financial model, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that problem's not there and that they're not solving those problems. Um, and I think that's been a massive learning curve for me because it's like, you know, I'm struggling to make it financially stable, but I'm seeing more and more and more but it's um, that the problem is there and that this is there is need there is need for this. Hence the reason the charitable yeah. structure exists. Yeah, right? for so, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been a learning for you. And we're really lucky to be able to have so many philanthropic um, organisations mm-hmm. and individuals and people who also realise that and, and are willing to put resource into mm-hmm. things that they think are necessary. And then it becomes about proving that the problem that you've uncovered or mm-hmm. for you, uncovered for yourself really because yeah. <laughs> there'll be there'll be other people that have uncovered it in the past we're just reliving what other people have already lived mm-hmm. but and then it's just about proving that and getting getting people behind you what else have you learned i have really learned i think a little bit about how much people are really willing to help you if you can demonstrate not only your passions but you know the the business case I guess for it I think that there's a lot of people a lot of businesses out there that currently are moving into that corporate social responsibility space and they don't necessarily know what that space looks like um, or what kind of organizations their or their staff align with and so it's been a really great learning to kind of see what businesses are interested in and what their corporate social responsibility programs or um, of the likes looks like so a learning for me I guess is that there is people willing to help but also that there is businesses now who are really looking to step into that space and say you know we've got either additional 
um, funds here or we've got something um, that we'd like to, to tackle or we've got volunteer hours with our staff but they're not being utilised correctly or, you know, how can we make that work a little bit better? What's been your biggest challenge since arriving back? Oh, I think finances for sure. Yeah. So, you know, coming back off, I was uh, seven months of travel and learning. So I, I guess I, I was travelling and, and also researching and meeting with companies and organisations overseas working in this space. But coming back to then decide to self-fund and to actually just you know, like I said, go out and do those trials. It's all, it's petrol money for yourself. It's storage for yourself. You know, it's shelving, you know, basic things that you don't really think about that you can go out and get people to help you with, which is awesome. But sometimes you need it then and now and like that's all coming out of your back pocket. So I think that the the finances uh, have been the biggest struggle. Yeah. If you could talk to Erin at Christmas time last year and you get an opportunity to say three things about what you've learned and three bits of advice for Erin yeah. this time last year in her journey for the year ahead, what would they be? So three bits of advice for, yeah. oh, three bits of advice from Christmas last year. I was having a pretty pretty great Christmas last year. Was, uh... <laughs> and you can take time in relation, in relation to what you're about to experience yeah. with work. Oh gosh, I think probably one, number one or A if you will, of that advice would be to Take your time to to get that plan together and also to really narrow it down, I guess, to to a starting point because I think for me I've had a very broad plan to start off with and I think if I could go back in December of last year and say, you know, great to have your broad plan but from the very, 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 very beginning just start on like the, the, the mini <laughs> mm. the mini stuff that's going to get you those next steps so um, you can't do it all at once um, as much as everyone I feel like tries to mm. so my mistake I think was that I tried to do too much too soon mm-hmm. and I think if I could have gone back I would have said baby steps baby steps into to the overarching picture mm-hmm. so that would be one in terms of trying to do too many products or to solve too many problems at once not necessarily yes yes and no so I guess the the issue that I was trying to solve is that there's too much clothing going to landfill from an environmental perspective, but from a social perspective, um, you know, people in New Zealand are going cold and we're throwing out clothes. So for me, it was it was an easy match to say, you know, one in six kids in the Wakaro alone lives below the poverty line. And, you know, th- that's a huge amount of, of children that don't necessarily have warm clothes over winter. So for me, the problem was there, but it was about, okay, do I start with schools do I try and make my own products that I can you know sell as jackets what those kind of steps were as opposed to the overarching um, mission if you will mm-hmm. yeah so try to get a little more structure into those beginning phases and I think as well as of December I've, I've really had a lot of learnings around partnerships versus sponsorship and I think if I could go back in December I would have said to myself to really think about your future business alignments as partnerships and what that what those businesses or what those individuals are looking for um, and then match your service or your charity charitable cause to that as opposed to going out and saying here's my elevator pitch basically for what I'm doing and it's great and it is great you know Mm. and you should get on board because Mm. this is really solving an issue but what you're kind of doing is you're just telling them what you're doing and Mm. it's not necessarily saying what do you need and how would you like to be involved um, and how can this be a mutual benefit as opposed Mm. to 
to um, I guess a one-sided kind of track mm-hmm. uh, so that would be two and three you know everyone says it's not going to be easy <laughs> which it's not <laughs> yeah but just to I think check in that you're still progressing also to reflect on what you've achieved that is great still I think that coming through the last six months um, I sometimes forgot that I've actually done a lot of great yep. and I've actually helped a lot of great people but I, I, you kind of forget that when you're not moving at the fast pace that you'd want to be so I think my final a little bit of advice was would be to make sure that you celebrate the small wins yeah 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 huge advice that yeah one of the challenges I think when I first spoke to you was working in isolation was that a challenge mm-hmm. for you speak to yeah. us about that yeah definitely so starting in COVID we were in lockdown and um, I had all these grand plans to be um, working with um, you know your your charity sector or your retail charity sector organizations and picking up all the clothing that was going to waste but all those stores closed down yeah. <laughs> for the, the temp room or we're, we're temporary not open and that meant that I kind of had to reevaluate how I was going to get my initial stock because I'd already started emailing out schools to say would you be interested in this program and so it was just navigating okay what are the time frames are that we're working from there but I also think that isolation for me personally was really great because it gave me a little bit of extra time to do that admin and mm-hmm. to set up before actually going out yeah mm-hmm. so it gave me a bit more time to to get that plan together yeah one of the biggest challenges you first that you first said was funding why mm-hmm. um i think you know to apply for grants is it's time when you're just yourself you've really got to prioritize your you need funding so you need to put time aside to to apply for those grants or to network to be able to understand what grants are out there and what are actually available. Yeah. Did you or, find any good resources where people in your position could go to look for what grants are available? How did you find, how did you first learn to? How did I first learn to navigate that space? Yeah, thank you for answering I mean, the, I asking the question. Was, um, what actually was a really great learning experience for me. So I applied for the Well Energy Trustee position mm-hmm. when I first got here and to be honest, I was really, really interested in one of the, the major reasons I was interested in that position is the Waikato Wellbeing Project, which is um, work the 17 Sustainable Development Goals um, and focusing on a Waikato region, what that looks like. So for me, it was a really great way for me to not only understand what community organisations are out there, but also what trusts are out there and what funding is out there. So it actually really expanded in a very, very quick way. Um, I got to understand not necessarily who's who in the zoo, but what grants are there, what funding's there, and what those sorts of funders, what sort of projects those funders support, if you will. So definitely just talking to people, mm-hmm. talking to other non-profits um, to say, where do you get your funding from, what's available, talking to, to the likes of, of people who have been in those trustee positions mm-hmm. and getting advice to say, hey, I think that your project would suit in this sort of area you know, have a look at their criteria and go from there. Yeah. Look, let's wrap it up there for today. But if you have any questions, comments or feedback about the show, or if you have any topics you want us to discuss on future shows, be sure to send me an email, info at thewaterboy.co.nz, subject line NZ Charity. If you wish to contact The Good Collective to support your charity or to sign up for your business to be a service provider for charities, you can email info at thegoodcollective.org.nz. If you're listening to the show via a podcast platform, please be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. 
so that we can help more Kiwis to make better contributions to the organisations they are passionate about. Thank you to our guest today, Erin Anderson-Scott. You can contact Erin on Instagram is probably the best way, actually, erin.anderson-scott. Thanks also to FreeFM for their support of this show, to my Armistead for editing, and credit Shapeshifter for the tunes. If you Thank you for listening to the New Zealand Charity Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Nabs, and we'll be back again tomorrow with more tips, tricks, hacks, and learnings to help you accelerate your impact and create an even stronger New Zealand. If you can take the war and all its pain, grab all the negative and insane, soak them all up and rinse them away. Let all the colors ignite tonight. 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 For more episodes, use the app for iOS and Android devices. Or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.